In a remote Waffle House, Sean Windsor is captured. Bound for Ann Arbor, the columnist carries a deadly virus. Now, I know that some of us have doubts about what we're about to do. We'd be less than human if we didn't. But the fate of the Red Shovel Network is in our hands. We cannot, we dare not refuse this burden. I'm confident that each of you will do his duty. God forgive us. Your town is being quarantined. You asked in Roger, the truck is out of my face. It's gone. What are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? That is not paid for by them. That is paid for by the people of Detroit. You might be qualified, MF. I'm not qualified for this job. Let me tell you something. You want to go right now? Okay? You want to go right now, Albert? Hello, my good friends. We are speaking to you live on Facebook from a hermetically sealed bunker here at the Red Shovel Network headquarters where everything, I have been assured, has been sanitized, which is good. Everything has been sanitized except for the conversation, which is uh, we've got Purell. We've got um, Clorox wipes. Clorox wipes. So uh, hopefully by the time if you're downloading this episode, which we also appreciate, you are not... um, you know that this this little virus hasn't grown to a virulent stage. Um, Don't do not kiss the mic, please. No, no, no. Like you usually do. No, no. It's it's we'll make just, out with it, man. It's a phallus, but it's a fallacy <laughs> that we get carried away with this. Really, if you know what I'm saying. And Mark Fellhauer is feeling better. People in his family have now been yeah. uh, taking the. Um, Zithromax and Everything. the uh, way to be fancy, by the way. Yeah, what you can't just say Z pack or Z-pack? antibiotic. Yeah, oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. We're trying to kill an hour here, so I thought I'd drag it out. Here's a, a longer bit. word, yeah. And of course, Sean Windsor is here. Damn, that's a cold ass honky. Sean, thanks for thanks for coming. <laughs> and Joe is is bringing this Facebook Live to you. Uh, quick word about Facebook Live: We appreciate you watching the show. Just remember when you're watching it. You're only getting about half the show, so please download it so you get our great debate, so you get our Geek of the Week, so you get Room 7609, and so you hear back from, uh, from those of you who have been kind to write to us, rate us, sometimes berate us, but we, we appreciate any kind of feedback, and we wouldn't be doing Facebook Live if it wasn't for the magic of Mr. Joe, and also for the good people at Northwestern Tech, who are the Heating and Cooling School in Southfield, and HVAC is all they teach. The program is 10 and a half months long, of the training is hands-on, and last year, over 90% of their graduates got jobs in the field. So if you or someone you know is trying to choose your career path, or if you're looking to get out of your dead-end job and learn a skilled trade, check out Northwestern Tech at northwesterntech.edu. A new class starts every two and a half weeks, so if you missed the last one, you don't have to wait a year. This isn't like going to one of those really expensive, fancy universities. You can get going every two weeks. Now, one thing they do have in common with those really fancy, very expensive universities is students can get Pell Grants. They do student loans. And if you're on the GI Bill, you'll qualify for help getting the tuition paid at Northwestern Tech. So most of these folks who graduate, they're getting four to fifty grand within the first year. Learn more at northwesterntech.edu. You can, uh, you. You can learn how to fix a boiler. Uh, so I flooded a boiler this weekend. <laughs> and I know. But uh, I'm thinking of taking one of these classes. <laughs> you fix so, your own boiler. So that's northwesterntech.edu, and the U means you. Get off your ass and get to class at Northwestern Tech. So, nice fellas, motto, by the way. Uh, we didn't really clear that with them, 
You just so ad lib that, did you? Well, I, they, you're quick we, on your feet, aren't you? We're given a certain amount of, amount of poetic license, so uh, okay. so we're hoping that one passes muster okay. with our our generous benefactors. But we're talking about uh, uh, coronavirus, but not really about coronavirus because I'm sure you're 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 sick of hearing about it out there, or maybe you can't take your eyes off it. Like Mark with this, I can't this stop map. looking at the John Hopkins map and yeah. reading everything I can read about it. I, it's like a real life movie. Well, you know why that map is so scary. Why? Because John Hopkins is funded by Michael Bloomberg. Well, why does that make it scary? Because now we can't look at science or anything without a political oh, aspect. True. Now, yeah. Every single thing that people think about now has got to originate from the Democrats or the Republicans or, I guess, the Green Party. Well, isn't that the point of, uh, or one of the points of the movie that you referenced in this opening, Outbreak? Uh, that they actually, were trying to politicize. The Donald Sutherland, the bad guy in that movie, right, was... Well, he, he wanted to nuke the town, didn't he? He did, but he was trying to hold a, a weapon secret, so, you know... Great guy. Yeah. I, I don't remember the plot. I saw that when I was working as a young reporter in New Hampshire. It was... Such, such a bad movie <laughs> was when it was over. And I rarely am demonstrative like this, uh, but I threw a half pint of scotch at the screen at the Whoa. theater. A bad oh, movie. Was, so bad. Uh, to me, it's a guilty pleasure, and it's got a great yeah. cast. The worst line in there, and there are many uh, by, uh, by Dustin Hoffman, is when he says, if this virus spreads, it's going to get, we're going to have a very interesting problem. <laughs> Very interesting is the best adjective you well, can come up with. He's a scientist. Seems appropriate. He's a scientist. He couldn't have said, you know, most efficacious or there'll be uh, mm. corona-tastic or something. I don't know. I, I like that Kevin, Space, that Kevin Spacey dies in that movie. He was a very bit player. I always liked Kevin Spacey until we found out he's kind of Kevin The real Kevin creepy. Spacey. Yeah. yeah. But, um, but yeah, he died. Rene Russo. And the other thing is, I think the other Morgan thing, Freeman, please. The other thing about that movie that makes it so unbelievable is that, well, you, you could have brought up any general you wanted. You brought up the white guy. I was going to bring uh, up no, Morgan Freeman. No, I'm just Freeman. listing the cast, right? <laughs> and Southern's not even American. Now you're shilling for Canadian honkies. Well, oh, outrageous. Honkies. Honkies. Outrageous. Outrageous. Oh. But um, I can use the H word because I'm a white guy. But, um, That's a great word. Uh, I think the only reason Dustin Hoffman actually agreed to do that movie was, first of all, he could look like, you know, his balls were in a vice. That seems to be his favorite thing. And because he could get Rene Russo as a love interest, which uh, is probably the only way that really works. I watched that. It's pretty amazing. Aren't we due for a new Contagion movie or new um well, we had 28 Pandemic. days, and 20, then we had 28 days, days later, right? What's the one where uh, Gwyneth so Paltrow started it all? Is that 56 days? Oh, is what that did, Contagion? That's Contagion, right? Is it? I don't know. Yeah. I didn't she, see no, that. that's... Um, yeah, that's, it's, isn't it called Contagion? Is Gwyneth Paltrow in that? I'm not sure. She Did, was patient zero in one. That's Apple's mom, right? Yeah, and what's her? What's her company? Goop. Goop, right. Yeah, that's a good thing to be called in an era of a pandemic. Or yeah, especially when you sell pandemic. things that go inside a vagina. As she does. Oh my God. Well, she does. It's a fact. Awkward pause. Um, so, but, but I, I mean, when, when you look at this thing, we're, we're all worried about this. We just saw that the Ivy League, not only they, I mean, I, when Mark told me they canceled their tournament, I just assumed, yeah, well, they're not going to, they're not going to play basketball in front of people. But no, no, they actually canceled their tournament. Mm -hmm. That's pretty serious. So people are taking this seriously, but one of the things that I found, I find so fascinating and also so heartbreaking about all this is how 
everybody is looking at this from a political perspective, and, and Mark has some interviews that, uh, that just kind of really drive this point home. Do you have any concerns about coronavirus here? No, I do not. Why not? Because we're under protection. We're under Psalms 91, and God is our protector. Any concerns about how the president is handling it, or are you pleased with his response so far? I'm very pleased with our president's response so far. I think that the media has made a, a larger thing than what it should be, and I think that like they're UML? trying to incite fear and panic uh-huh. in the public, but I think that um, President Trump will handle it perfectly. So you don't believe coronavirus exists? I don't. So the two people who've been reported to have died from it in Washington state, you don't trust that that's true? I don't trust anything the Democrats do or say. So that was put out by the governor of that state. It's been put out by bipartisan lawmakers. Are they Democrats? Or? Republicans and Democrats agreeing that there are people who have contracted the virus, two of whom have died so far. Yeah, I mean, I just don't believe it. I believe this is a valid virus that's Thank spreading you. around the world and we've got to do something to protect ourselves first. No, I didn't even want to come to this crowd today. So uh, I, I think, first of all, if I was doing that interview, the way I would have done it was, so um, uh, are you worried about the coronavirus? No. And I would have said, <coughs> coughed right on him. Coughed right yeah. in her face and say, now are you worried about the coronavirus? But this is, this is a professional. The first report. person had some valid points. I don't know. Is it overstated in the media? Well, a lot of the people who are overstating it are now self-quarantining. You know, people like... Uh, I, I mean, in the media. Well, what that, do you mean by overstated? Can we, can we say that? What does that mean? Does that mean somebody directly saying, oh, there are more people dying than there actually are? Is there a fear narrative pushed by the media? But again, what is that? How so? I mean... Uh, nonstop stories about it. So I think that... Uh, I think graphics that, that pop up that say crisis... Well, we don't know anything about it, right? I mean, no. so if we have some answers, if, we, if the answer is we know exactly what it is, we know exactly what to do about it, we know exactly how to keep you safe from it, and we've got it contained, and then people are still hyping it in the same way that CNN would give us daily updates about that missing jetliner a few years ago yeah. where it's like breaking news. Malaysia 17. Yeah. We, or we 390. Have, yeah, we have, we have no news. They, it looks like they're still missing. So that's crap. That's that's squeezing the lemon after even the even the seeds. Well, are but dry. we've been, do, I guess, and I'm we with don't you. Know what's going on? I'm with, with both of you in that in that sense. I just feel like we should be desensitized to this to some degree. We, the cable news crawl has been going on for a generation now. It's just, just our, it's our world is what we live in. But I, I don't think they're doing anything. Any, I don't like it. I'm with y'all, but I don't think they're doing anything differently. When I see the CDC the, the, or the head of um, uh, whatever is the infectious diseases uh, department come out and say, whatever you do, don't get on a cruise ship. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that's a pretty dire prediction. It's basically <laughs> going to kill uh, a sector of the travel industry. But these are things – we don't hear pronouncements like that very often from our government. And to me, until we know the extent of this thing, we need people – to be aware, you know, I'm, I'm glad that at church they're now saying, you know, you may feel that you want to do this, but we're telling you it's okay not to shake hands during the sign of peace. It's okay not to sip the wine. It's okay not to engage with the people next to you, because I think a lot of folks feel like, you know, uh, this is part of why I'm here. And, and what bothers me more about all this is it, it's hard to really get to the science and get to the facts and really make some objective decisions 
because people like that complete nitwit in the interview think that this is a democratic conspiracy. And if you want to flip it around, I'm sure there's some uh, Democrats out there who think something else is a Republican conspiracy. And I just don't think that's productive. I don't think that's safe. Well, to what end? The conspiracy never plays out. Like, What would be the advantage of doing that to make make the government look bad? Because the government... You know, the scientists, they that aspect, they've been doing a fairly good job. They're a little behind on test kits. Yeah, but this is not playing out well for President Trump. So the reaction is, if this is something that makes the president look Is bad, it really, though? Is it, it must not be a really conspiracy. playing out well for him? Well, he's bragged about the Trump effect on the see, stock market. The stock market is through the floor. I don't think his words matter anymore, though. I think people are just so exhausted by no, him. But they do matter. And in I fact, I, I saw a story the other day in the Wall Street Journal about uh, the investors absolutely take his words, uh, his but tweets in has, particular. But he he helped the sink the market the other day. Uh, there was a story in the journal about that the investors were wi- saw his thread of tweets the other day about the coronavirus, got the impression he had no idea what he was doing. And therefore, the federal government had no idea what it was doing, and that helped the run. That's that's oh, from I, that's I, from. This is a conservative newspaper talking to big time investors in New York who are connected to people that invest money all over the globe, and this is a real thing. I'm not saying that of the seven or eight percent that dropped the other day that he did all that himself, but there's a connection there. I think it's it, I think it's a lot smaller than what people believe it to be. I really do, because you can look at, at the actual response. You can look at what is being done as opposed to what is being said and see how the market reacts to that. I mean, there's... But his people still listen to him, because while other people are canceling these massive get-togethers, he still wants to do big rallies. He still wants to shake hands. And I think if so he says, come out and see me, people are going to come out and see me. Bernie and Biden are doing the same thing, too. I don't understand why they're doing rallies. Well, so so I guess to your so it's, question it's, it's is, are people to... still listening to Trump? I mean, maybe what happens is, and this kind of brings me back to the larger point, is we'll still listen and believe whatever the people we support say, whether it makes sense, whether there's any any basis in fact, or whether uh, other people who may wear a different uh, color on their uh, different color tie says, you really shouldn't do that. Even if, aside from coronavirus, I just feel like the guy has tweeted so much that there's such an exhaustion with everything he puts out that it, it, it's honestly going in one ear out the other because if you tweet that much, you, it just has a less of an effect. I, I agree with that for regular folks, but there are, you know, he's affected it with China, right? If he's going to start tweeting about tariffs or, I mean, it, it, it matters with a small group of people who have a lot of influence. But well, beyond t- that, tariffs, yes, right, because but, he can levy them like that. Right, but with the, he's control of the federal government, at least the arm. That, but as that, far as him saying, Hey, the market's going to go up. Coronavirus, we're doing a great job. I mean, there's a lot of evidence for people to look at that just they can ignore that. Well, the market's been weird for a long time because when when we had a peace deal with North Korea and then they launched a rocket before the market would have gone through the floor and the market went up. You know, I mean, the market does not seem to react to the news in the same way it did. Now, maybe it's starting to ignore the president, but I think the market may be looking at this and saying, this is something that's even beyond Trump's control. Well, it, exactly, exactly right, and that and that was the point. Exactly. Of the, that was the point of the journal piece, by the way. But the um, look at the motivate. If you just want to say, okay, we're motivated by money, the folks that run the South by Southwest Festival in Austin, Texas, which is the the biggest sort of tourist money maker of that city yeah. mm-hmm. in that region of the year, they're not going to cancel that. 
because thousands of people depend on sure. those dollars, right? Hotel folks and restaurant folks. The and promoters, the performers, and, and, the and vendors. All, and all of that. And so for them to cancel that and pull out millions and millions and millions of dollars, they're not just going to do that on a whim. No, and it's postponed. And it's really, it, when that story hit, it said that South by Southwest is postponing it because of coronavirus. But when you dig deeper, you find out it's because a lot of the vendors and big companies who are sending people out there said, we're not sending anybody. So it really is more about money, and they're they they're doing the right thing by kicking the can down the but road. But they're but they're talking to scientists at some point. It's like the the, the tennis tournament sure. in Miami or outside of Miami that was canceled a couple of days ago. The India, I can't think of the name of it. Yeah. But it's a big one though. With all you know, right. Federer and Nadal and all those and Serena Williams, they're all. It's a big tournament, and they canceled it. So that means a thousand really rich people won't go there. <laughs> well, it's television. I mean, it's but a small little television. But, but again, I believe that these folks. Aren't going to just throw money away unless they feel like no. there's some authority, some authority, folks in authority who are attached to science. Exactly. exactly. Are saying. Exactly. And is that yeah. the president? No. Exactly. Well, they're, I, they're going to the scientists. I feel like he's just yelling at clouds right now. The business folks are going to the scientists. They're skipping I think polit- Pen- politicians, and they should. I think Pence has done a fairly good job for what he was thrown into, and he's not a scientist, but he's... I don't know. I it's a really th- weird thing to balance, and you see Gavin Newsom, the Democratic governor of California, who said, "Hey, Trump's given us everything we've we've asked for, and he's promised." So what he says behind closed doors is always different than what he says on Twitter or in a ridiculous yeah, because he wants to make it look CBC. like a, a conspiracy because he's politicizing it too, right? One hundred percent. So he's accusing Democrats, but he's doing the same thing. And he also called the Democratic governor of of Washington State a snake, snake because yeah. he was talking about. You know how bad a problem it is in Washington State, and of course, but Washington then, State's been hit harder than anybody. But so. Then Mike Pence said, "No, they've actually worked well together with Inslee, Pence right. and Inslee." So you have one guy who's really out on an island yelling at the clouds, and everybody else is doing work. It's so like is, Colin, is it being that politicized anymore? It's like well, Colin Cuomo uh, today on Twitter. Actually, the oh, governor of New York. He called him Fredo. Yeah, but who cares? Because Cuomo said he was getting mixed messages from the federal government, which I think is affecting things. Well, there, I think there's going to be some some mixed messages because we're still trying to get our arms around this. But mm. I, ultimately, I think for once we're going to be saved from ourselves because the people who think that all this is a media conspiracy and and the Vanity Fair reported, and I I don't know uh, who their source is. They attribute this to a source close to the White House that Trump wants the Justice Department to open investigations of the media for yeah. market manipulation, claiming that. The media, which is always out to get Trump, oh little Trumpy, oh so such a little man. Come on, be a big boy. Okay, you let can me take it. Look. But but he, if this is true, and I'm I'm reluctant to say that this is gospel because we're going on on an unnamed source from one publication. But if the response to this is just to constantly attack the people who are raising legitimate concerns, that's a real problem. And I think where we're going to be saved from ourselves here is that. While there is a, an early push to make this a democratic media conspiracy, now the people who would push that narrative, the people at the CPAC, the Conservative Political Action Committee Conference, the, the president's new chief of staff, Senator Ted Cruz, whose personality is not infectious but who's worried about infections, are now self-quarantining because they're scared in their fake cowboy boots well, but at least about what's happening. I'll give them this. 
little bit of credit. At least they're doing what they should be doing instead of going, I'm not quarantining, and even but, though I shook someone's hand. Right, but that that's, I think some of this is this false narrative that this is some sort of political conspiracy. Yeah, you, can't, be, you can't undermine science and then get brownie points because you're going to hide in a corner. Because it's moving, it's moving so fast that even the people who would be out to there me. saying this is a plot are now saying, holy crap, I can't go outside for a little while. I, I want to ask you guys this question because you work in the media, you're journalists. Um, in the past with other outbreaks, SARS, MRSA, Zika last year, was there ever a push to say, hey, we need some stories on this? We need more stories on this. Have, have you ever seen anything like that? Oh, I, I think every time there's a major public health crisis, one of the first things is the media is where people turn for answers. And we're also the people who are expert at taking all this stuff that comes from these bureaucratic agencies and turning it into English. So when they say something like blah 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 blah, we can say cough into your elbow, you know. But is there ever has there ever been a push that you feel or have seen or experienced to where um, they want you to go find stories that aren't maybe uh, that might cause? Uh, oh, you more mean of a where, where they've said okay, this, is, to, this go- has got a lot of interest? We'll take every story you got on this because I'll, everybody wants. I'll give it. you an example: going to Costco and seeing people buying a bunch of stuff, which does raise the fear level and. I don't know. It's good video. Does it have much value in presenting a story? Like it tells that? you what fellow citizens are thinking. Okay. But you also have those same geeks going out and buying water and generators and peanut butter when there's a power outage. So I think yeah. there's, a, there's a human inclination to either, you can either say plan ahead or you can say to panic, depending on you know, how you view those things. So I don't think, I think the media still responds to what's going on you know, there, there's great interest in this. And I know the free press did something uh, late last week where it was like a full page with just little, little digestible bites about, you know, how you should protect yourself. Should you go out? What are the churches doing about it? And, and I found that to be really helpful. Yeah, newspapers because, are pretty good about yeah, that. Yeah, They know how to do that. Now, if, if the CDC uh, tells us exactly what to do and there's a vaccine and they tell us the risk is very low and you still see these stories on the front page of leading newscasts, well, now you're getting a little bit of, a, a little bit of fear-mongering, but I don't think that's going to happen. So one is, uh, and it tends to happen more with photos and video, and the 36-year-old in Nebraska being taken into the University of Nebraska Hospital in the big oh, bubble. Yeah. That was everywhere. And I don't know, does that paint an accurate portrait of the illness because what i'm trying to get at is you know people want to say there's a conspiracy to make it look worse than it is and that is the media doing that well i don't i don't don't really believe it's the media who put him in that habit trail i don't either i mean no it's just a photographer catching a a picture an image there's not a news director anywhere going saying saying that's no there are a couple of paramedics there that don't want to get the virus yeah, I mean, that's, that's, that that's all that, that was. That's saying that the experts are freaked out by this. Exactly. And we, we happen to catch a picture, but I don't think anybody said, hey, when you pull that guy out of the ambulance, can you put him in something that looks like an old hair dryer? Yeah, yeah but mean, there's also the aspect of run that again, run that again, run that one again. Well, who, I, don't, they, I don't think it works There's some irresponsible podcast host talking about it. <laughs> that's, uh, Guilty as charged, Mr. Fellhauer. Yeah, oh, believe me, I will consume it. Here's how it happens, though. That sentence you to time served. <laughs> that photographer takes that picture. And uses, I don't know if that was from the Omaha World Herald or not. I don't know whose photographer that was. Or, or maybe it's yeah. a freelancer. I'm not sure. Not that photographers belong to anybody. We were taught or that a long time ago. could have been someone with the iPhone who just saw it and said, holy crap. That's the I- first thing I learned at the Free Press. Never say my photographer. Because it's right. not. You know, it's you work with a photographer. In any case, they take that photo and they run it for whoever that person's working for. And then it gets picked up. 
Yeah. Because everybody wants to run it. Not because they're trying to create a conspiracy, because it's a it's a striking, arresting photo. Well, now, maybe and, what somebody well, should do is do a follow-up story where experts say, man, they were freaking out in, in, in Nebraska. I mean, what the hell? That, that was an overreaction. I have not seen that story, but I presume, if no one's come out and said that, that that was a pretty appropriate response. I mean, it could have been a couple of overzealous uh, medical workers, I guess. If I that's what you're saying, Mark. No, I just mean the the rerunning of it, the rerunning of it, because it might get clicks, it might get eyeballs, which, once again, I don't blame the media for even doing that. I blame the consumer for not knowing how to consume certain things. I mean, uh, you got to serve up what's gonna what's gonna work. You got to make money. Yeah, no, I think I think, uh, but people see that dramatic moments uh, resonate with people. But you were asking about other other. By the way, what a nice picture that is! Look at that. Other health, public health care issues. Yes. Other yeah. viruses, and I don't remember this, but I don't remember having a president, Republican or Democrat, who attacked. And I'm going to use the word attack because it's what he does. The media. I mean, sure. he, he tweeted the other day all day long about this is fake, that's fake, the fake news. The f-. But Bush never did anything like that. We've never had anybody do anything like that. And it's causing some confusion. And, I, and your point about him looking at the clouds, I agree with that, Mark. But it's just it's just new. He's he's different. We've never had anybody behave like this. And now that there's an actual health care issue, it, it really, it's confusing. It really hit me the other day when I was getting my hair cut. And I love this girl that cuts my hair. And she's self-described as a black female on the queer spectrum, which, you know, couldn't be more polar opposite than a 44-year-old white straight guy. Right in our demo. <laughs> from Berkeley. But uh, I like having, uh, she will talk politics. We don't agree on a lot of stuff, but it's, it's a good conversation. And she actually said, I don't care what he says anymore. It has no effect. It just, it's, it's actually very funny to her. And I feel like that is happening to a lot of people where, what he tweets just has zero from supporters and from people that just loathe the president. It has no effect. Well, there's some there's some weird things going on with some of his statements where the other day he said that the response to the coronavirus is perfect, just like the letter, just like the phone call. And I had to yeah, think about weird. it. I said, wait a minute. He's tying this into Ukraine? That That's what we've moved on from that, right? What's but going nobody on? Nobody cares that? about that but him anymore. Well, the strange thing is, I, typically at a time like this... I don't like think this, most voters care. You'll have a head of state or an executive say they want to work with the media to say, let me get the word out about this. Like, you know, hey, we don't agree on everything, but media, we need you to help tell people, wash your hands for 20 seconds. If you're elderly, be extra careful around crowds, you know, things like that. But the, the war with the media is is so hot that that this opportunity to say, you know what, we can all agree that keeping Americans safe is the most important thing. We've kind of lost that. But I'm hoping that as this progresses and as we find out that while we may self-categorize ourselves by what our party is and what we look like and where we live and who we worship, that nature does not look at us that way. And maybe we can learn from yep. nature. I, I hate to say that the <laughs> fact so, that the so coronavirus simple. is so likely to strike any of us that there's a lesson in there for us, but I think the lesson in there for all of us is whatever you identify with, you're still a human being, and you should watch your ass, because well, if you think nature. you're exempt, <laughs> you're not. And I, I have a little advice here that could save your life. Ooh, all right. And maybe Science make first? You, make you a lot of money. No more gaslighting? No more gaslighting. Science I'm, first? I've never even... Understood. I don't. I, I. I can't keep up with the terms. I can't keep up with doxing and gaslighting. Everything. It all sounds bad. It sounds like uh, Dutch ovening, which I know is bad. But <laughs> that's but, harmless. Well, yeah. Says, that's says, right. That's says, just way to, That's a way to keep a marriage fresh. That's says all a, that is. Says, if not the sheets, <laughs> says a uh, obviously a, a repeat offender, a perpetrator, not a victim. No. I'm, so I've been so a now there's going to be casino ov- uh, gambling. Survivor. 
I am, yeah. It's like it's like learning the like skunk smell. Sorry to interrupt your your podcast, Michael. I was, I was trying to I was trying to take us up here, but they keep dragging me, keep dragging me down. But um, you know they're going to have uh, wagering at the casinos, and I know everybody's yeah. is excited about that. But but do you really want to die to place that bet? Do you want to go to one of these infection ridden no. casinos and place a bet that you'll never live long enough to collect? No, no, no. What you want to do is you want to go to my bookie. March has arrived, and it's time to score big on the nonstop action with my bookie. My bookie is the best place for you to cash in on the insane buzzer beaters, huge upsets, and white knuckle finishes. They offer live betting on every game, bracket challenges, national championship futures, and more. You can bet on almost anything, including the Democratic nomination, the presidential election, or even the name of the next pope, although we hope. Saint uh, Pope Francis is going to be here for a little So I just I just elevated him. I saw him cough the other day, but he seemed to be doing okay. If you're sick and tired of getting the runaround when you ask for a payout, my bookie pays fast when you win. With decades of experience, great customer service, and hassle-free transactions, why would you bet anywhere else? The answer is you wouldn't. Visit mybookie.ag and use promo code SOUL for a fifty percent deposit bonus. That's promo code SOUL. Bet with the biggest. Win with the best only at my bookie. And if you try and set up an account and you have some trouble, call your credit card company or your bank. They will walk you through it. You can set that account up. You can get that 50% bonus, and you can start betting on March Madness right away. Now, we're going we're gonna to shift a little bit because I want to look at uh, our big event next Tuesday at the Cadu Cafe. And one of the people helping make this event possible is our good friends at... Altus Beer. I want to talk to you real quick about the original Detroit Lager. That's Altus. Some people say it Altest. Some people say it Altus. Why don't you come see us at the Cadu Cafe? We can settle this over a nice cold, however you want to pronounce it, Altus Beer. They are one of the brands that I remember growing up as the beer that everybody's dad and grandpa and grandma and auntie, <laughs> uh, the softball playing auntie, they were drinking Altus, and you should too. Altus disappeared, but some of our buddies brought the formula back. They brought the brand back, and it's Altus, but it's a little different because it's Altus with flavor. I always try and make sure I got some in the garage because it's nice and cold out there. Pretty soon I'm going to have to move it inside, but that's good. It doesn't last too long inside because it's a pretty darn good beer. Fun fact about Altus is it only takes six of them to make anyone a 10. Think about it. We have a lot of things that have started here in Detroit that went away, but boy, am I glad Altus is back. It's a lager that packs a punch and is seriously smooth and delicious. Go pick up some cans today for yourself and enjoy. Go to altus.beer and find the location nearest you. I promise this beer is insanely good, and you'll be thanking me for the suggestion. And if you go to a bar or a store that doesn't carry Altus, let us know, and we'll let the guys at Altus call them up so you can get that right down the street, just like my man Frank. He picks it up in Brighton. Well done, Frank. Beautiful. So uh, perfect. Next Tuesday, yeah, we are going to be at the Cadu Cafe broadcasting live. Sean, we don't know if you're going to be there or not because you may be on the tournament trail. We're at the whim of the selection committee. The select- so so the NCAA selection committee. If there's going to be a tournament, by the way. Yeah. Uh, what are the odds that they're going to play to an empty stadium where there's no games? At I all? think there's a decent chance. Uh, a decent that chance by, that by next week. At least in parts of the country, there might be uh, no fans. When, I'm shocked that they haven't made the decision yet. 
There's a what's the county in California? It's where San Jose is. Whatever that that county San Jose body. County. Is it San Jose County? I, don't know. <laughs> I think it's pronounced San Joe's. They said no gatherings over what a thousand people, and it affects Stanford. It affects. I think there's a tournament out there that so it's going to have some effect. It's it, well, the first one coming up is the Big Ten tournament, right? And you know wh- where where's the ter- tournament? Indi- at? Indianapolis. Indianapolis has had a case already. Starts tomorrow. But, you know, it has been kind of a little less in the Midwest than maybe on the coast, the confirmed amount of cases. But there's some in Indianapolis. I'm just surprised that they're going to go forward with it, which just proves that money is what is the most important thing. I guess it just depends on how it spreads. A lot can happen in a week. The narrative can change in a week. It could be possible next week for sure that the NCAA would say, okay, we're not going to have any fans. But that's really not up to the NCAA, is it? It's up to the individual governing bodies wherever those tournaments at those tournament sites, rather. I don't even know how they make these decisions. I mean, this is this is this is unprecedented. I mean, when SARS was out here, they weren't canceling things, and people were really scared about that. Um, but the way it's transferred is vastly different. Yeah. I mean, you can have you can have it and be a carrier with zero symptoms, like all those little uh, disease-filled kids that are walking around because it doesn't affect them. Although today, there's a seven-year-old that has had symptoms and has tested positive. And that's the problem with this. They don't know exactly, and they don't want it to mutate. So should we cancel this thing at the Cadu? <laughs> no. We probably should. Not. By the way, the so fact that you knew there was a case in welcome. Indianapolis. Yes. I told you. I look at the map all the time. But he's got that imprinted, right, in his brain. It's, it's, it's Mike Bloomberg told him that. <laughs> he's like a little baby goose, and he sees the mama. The mama's the map, and he, he knows everything about it. I get fascinated by stories like this. I don't know why. I waste too much time on it. Imprinting. Well, no, this is important. I mean, uh, we all want... I, I'm so, not, but I'm not scared. I'm honestly not scared that it's going to turn into a pain. That's because you're looking at science. Um, I don't know. I mean, I don't really know what I'm looking at half the time. Well, I don't know that we're getting that many answers from science right now. I mean, the, the scariest thing yeah. I heard was, uh, you know, the top egghead in the country saying that if we come up with a vaccine, it won't be ready till next year. I'm like, well, what if I start hacking? Now, on the other, on the other hand... One thing that we probably should make sure every story mentions is there are people who get the coronavirus who are okay. Yes, you know, I mean, absolutely. it's, like, it's sure. like a mild case of the flu. Absolutely. And there was a mainstream media article the other day where it was a, 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 a woman wrote a column either in the Washington Post and the New York Times saying, I have the coronavirus and it ain't so bad. So, I mean, this doesn't necessarily kill you. I think no. the idea is let's let's make sure that... It doesn't that we, mutate. we shut it down. Yeah, and, and Mark said the thing's mutating, so it's kind of like... two strands. Yeah. yeah, I mean, if we figure out the one and we... But we to now your point one. about the number of recoveries, is that reported enough? Or is it more? Is it still more of the what can happen type stories? I see it a lot, but I guess it depends on where you're getting your news from. Well, also, we, right? we tend to, in the news, tell you about the things that you want to avoid. You know, we don't tell you sure. no accidents yesterday. Sure, that's why Nobody things are shot. news. Yeah. That's not news, but the notion The unusual of, is the news. Usually. Here's what you need to do to protect yourself. Now, it's not like some of the Channel 4, what you need to protect yourself, which always turns out to be washing your hands. Oh, I guess that's pretty good advice now. But, I mean, it's always, it's always a crisis, and the answer is always, wash your hands. So... But I do want to say, if you're going to come... Can we have the wash your hands story maybe in the middle of the summer, too, so people can be reminded? I just had no idea that people were this lax on washing their hands. And it takes something like this for people to have it beaten into them. All you have to do is go to a sporting event and watch the, the nitwit go into the shitter right next to you yeah. and then walk out without stopping and to give wash a high five. It makes me think of George Carlin's And then he's like, you line. want some popcorn? I'm like... 
Uh, you mean some shit corn? No thanks. <laughs> Go ahead. You know what I'm? T- you, you know that line from George Carlin? I'll start washing my hands after I take a shit when I start w- using my hands to wipe myself. <laughs> I'm just talking about tinkling. I thought, because good. because back in he had this whole great routine about our obsession with. Yeah, germs in in America, right? And sure. all these cleaning products, and a lot of that's just because we've been advertising. And of course, he's dead now, probably because he wow, didn't wash his old. hands. Yeah, but he lived to damn near eighty. I think I it's mean, we are is it from we are all diseased. But there's a huge part yeah, of it. Yeah, yeah for, and, there's germs, some, germs, germs and there's some germs aren't so truth bad. To but that. Yeah. we have a president who's kind of a which is ironic and all this. Who's he's a, a bit germ- of a germaphobe. That's the that's the problem with this whole thing is people look at it as either everyone's freaking out and they're all going to die or eh, it doesn't even exist. There just seems to be no rational middle. Just like germaphobes are freaked out by germs all the time and people that don't mind, you know, wallowing in their own filth. It's like, why can't people be more down the road in everything? Well, whether, it's just not where we are, my man. Whether there's a coronavirus uh, running rampant or not, I just say to my fellow sports fans, if you go to the urinal... Wash your hands before you go out on the concourse and try and give the rest of us a high five. Well, how about this? Can I? Just I don't ma- want to like by extension shake for you. How about the? Uh, to me, as important, please pee in the <laughs> urinal. Hey, some of us can yeah. help. I'm it. trying to. Are you guys tired of straddling a puddle? <laughs> yes. When you walk up to a urinal, why can't it's? You know, is it really that hard? You need the Larry David urinal. If you <laughs> yeah, right. With the step stool. If you've ever been in a hockey locker room. Well, maybe you don't care. You probably pee all over the wall. No, 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 no. You usually the And wash your hands so you're no, good. Oh, yeah. 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 The water's cold uh, and urine deep. Urine sterile, by the way. The water's cold and deep. And so you use the. It's the, a guy the, from Arkansas. You use the that. urinal at the end yeah. that's low. So I, I, I go coast to coast, but uh, I rock it the most. Teach your sons, fathers, please. Aim. <laughs> Improve the aim. Sure. Pee in the urinal. Ur- right. Urinate in the urinal. How about that? That's right. We should put targets. And then if you want to wash your hands, fine. But I don't want to walk out with sticky shoes. <laughs> it's got to stop. We're going to skip the catered portion of this show. <laughs> Mercifully. Uh, speaking of mercy, it appears Mother Nature might just be kind enough to grace us with an early spring. So to celebrate, my friends at Zotford and Holly are launching their spring zero cash due event. That's right. No cash is due at this event. This means you can take a ride to Holly and the hottest sales staff in Oakland County. That's what they tell me. I'm not judging anybody. We'll help you take home the fresh fly Ford of your dreams with zero cash out of your pocket. For example, lease a new loaded 2020 Ford Fusion as low as $192 with zero cash due. Plus, this is one of your last chances to get a new Ford Fusion because when they're gone, the Fusions are gone for good. Or how about leasing the all-new 2020 Ford Edge SEL all-wheel drive for as low as 222 with zero cash due? Finally, you can lease a new 2020 Ford 150 Super Crew XLT 4x4 as low as 272, and you guessed it, with zero cash due. Surf their sick deals with massive inventory in dealsatthed.com. Those are good sick deals. And be sure to tell them ML sent you because, folks... We need you to support our sponsors so they continue to support us. They're not running a charity, and we're not either. So if you go see the good people at Zot, you let them know who sent you down the street. So quick quick, um, quick thing on Kaju. Yes, uh, yeah. we, we're lining up some special guests. We're going to have um, Devin Skilling is going to be there from yep. Channel 4. Um, he may perform. We don't know. We're going we're gonna to try and pin that down. 
Uh, we may have some of our advertisers out there so you can meet because most of them are pretty cool people. You know, we don't take ads from all the people who want to advertise with us. We're pretty choosy. First of all, we need to believe in the product. And second of all, we need to make sure we're dealing with some decent people. We also don't take slip and fall stuff. We won't take any government ads because we don't want you to ever question whether or not somebody's whispering in our ear something that uh, that might not be on the level. But I also invited my good friend, Huel Perkins, to come yeah, on the show. Yeah, I was Huel, excited when you told me you were asking him to come. Huel was, was happy to come, but he was told that uh, he, he couldn't make it. Uh, who told him? Uh, I think it's the same guy so it's who not told me it's a work we need thing? to put this show on pause. Interesting. So, uh, so yeah. So, we, so Huel's not allowed to participate in this podcast or any podcast? I know how not he yet. feels. Not yet. Damn that. Not yet? That's what I'm told. Not yet. Now, uh, I, I don't know. Means, that means never. I don't know if that's like on pause. It kind of <laughs> was like. Never. It's sort of like being sent to Guantanamo, right? Just like, we're going to have a trial. But it's 10 years and it's 20 What is that? How does that serve anybody by telling them not to do something? Uh, it doesn't make sense to me because I know um, after we started this show a little over a year ago, I had as many or more people coming up to me saying, I really like the podcast, than I had saying, I love your stuff on Fox 2. Yeah. I mean, now, that doesn't mean they weren't watching it on Fox 2, and we certainly tried to drive people to Fox 2. It just means that people were connecting with this show, and, and that this is a forum for a, a new group of audience, a new group of people who probably aren't your traditional sit-down and have a Swanson TV dinner at 5 o'clock and watch Love you. Yeah. So, so we hope that we'll have Huel on I at some point. I can't believe they told him no. Because, uh, well, it's, uh, <laughs> it's just, it seems silly to me, but... Uh, Maybe this podcast has more power than we thought. I don't know. Maybe they're afraid of it. Maybe <laughs> exactly. that's another media that's conspiracy. Mean. Yeah. But Huel is the best, and uh, Devin is awesome, too. So we're glad, we're glad to have the man we have, and we hope to get the other fellow on, too. And we're inviting... Some uh, very interesting uh, yes. people mm-hmm. who will let you know where they can make it out. You can follow all of this on my Facebook page at ML Elric, at Twitter, uh, at Elric. And the Kaju Cafe has been pushing it pretty hard. So check out what the Kaju Cafe has going on. It's going to be free. We're going to be there with all our swag, T-shirts, hockey jerseys, Kwame Sutras, stickers. And, uh, you know, we're looking forward to doing the show and then uh, hanging out with all of you. And we're also going to have some live music in the evening. So St. Patrick's Day, for us, starts after the show's over. But it's going to be going on all day at the Cadu. Mm. So, so come out and see us there, my good friends. Um, quickly, uh, before we get to our great debate, our friends at Hall Financial have a couple questions for our listeners. Are you paying more than 4% on your mortgage? Do you have lingering high-interest rate credit card debt? You may or may not know that right now rates are within fractions of a percentage point of their lows the last 10 years. A smart idea would be to call the company with over 1,000 five-star reviews, including my own, that has recently been averaging 10 days from start to finish on listeners that have applied for a refinance of their mortgage, and that is Hall Financial. It's a simple process, and it's no secret that saving money is smart. You can get started by calling 248-308-5000 or going to davidhallmortgage.com. If you call 248-308-5000, ask for my man Dan Morrison. If you want to check in and see if something else makes sense for you, go to davidhallmortgage.com to get started. Or call 248-308-5000 and make sure to tell them that you were sent there by the soul of Detroit. 
Equal Housing Lender, NML, S14674. I won't change my mind on anything, regardless of the facts that are set out before me. I'm dug in, and I'll never change. So this issue of canceling tournaments, canceling events, I personally would hate to see our entire lifestyle disrupted by some fears over this virus that may turn out to be the end of humanity or may just turn out to be a big old hassle. But, Sean, if these big games happen, you're going to be there with everybody behind you coughing on you. In a bubble suit. And, Mark, uh, <laughs> you're going to be on I'll your be couch. Watching, yeah, uh, my bookie. With mm-hmm. a cold Altus and uh, dialing up a latest prop bet on my bookie. It's my so. favorite sporting event of the year. I think I'll wrap like myself that. in saran wrap. Unless they cancel it. So, I mean, would you guys be disappointed if they said, hey, you know what, we're just going to we're gonna seed the tournament right now. We're going to play in front of an empty arena. And, uh, yeah, we're good. Oh, I think they should absolutely. There should not be fans there. I don't think there should be fans at the NBA. I don't think there should be fans. Really? At, I really don't at the NHL. First off, those things you can push them back. Can't you just push the uh, the NHL and the NBA games and tournaments back, or cancel a few games and just get to the playoffs? Boy. I don't know why you couldn't do it with the NCAA too. Why not just? Can't we just put everything on pause to the end of March when it's supposed to get worse, and then maybe start rescheduling them in May? So I'm very concerned about safety. I'm very concerned about, uh, I guess, particularly my elderly relatives and and people like myself who are battling a bug already. But I don't think I'm ready to say, uh, shut it down, empty the stadiums. I mean, Sean, are you thinking that you should? I know Saran Wrap, that's kind of your, you kind of do that on weekends anyways. But I mean, are you going to do anything special for this? No, Teresa was out last week, so it didn't, uh, (laughs) it didn't, uh, it didn't happen. That ex- that explains the look of shame on her face when she uh, when she slunk in at four in the afternoon <laughs> yeah. before you had your. Oh, uh, you know, yeah, yeah. Early dinner, the early bird special, so to speak. No, I uh, I would be. I, I don't. It doesn't matter. I, I shouldn't say it doesn't matter. Obviously, it completely changes everything. The experience, the experience for the players. Yeah, I think it would probably be even odd for viewers at home to watch and have no background noise. Maybe they could pump it in. Nah. Like watching a Pistons game. Yeah, yeah exactly. It basically. Yeah. So or, they're already doing that. The Is that a precautionary measure? Yeah, yeah no, exactly. So uh, I, I'm, I think the game should still happen. It, it should be left up to the, the local public health officials in in decision in cahoots with not cahoots but it, it using politicians to make the decisions so mark you you want to push it back I want to stop Sean, everything. you want to empty the hall but lebron says if uh, lebron james king james oh are there other lebrons there's uh there's lebron i think it's a small town why did in I israel even, why did i even ask but um but they, they're not weighing in on this um but <laughs> if you if if you listen to lebron he says no fans no games. I'm not playing in front of an empty house. That's the NBA. I think there's a difference in the NBA and the NCAA a little bit. It's, it's strictly entertainment for well, the with, NBA. With the NBA, it's, all the power is with the players. In the NCAA, it's all with the universities and, yeah. the, and, the, and the coaches. It I mean, is. Those but Those kids I, will kill to play. But LeBron they still, James will go to his, his gold line pool. But to me, it still needs to be the decision of the local scientists in conjunction with the politicians. Think about Jaws, right? Are they going to close the beach, so to speak? The the marine biologists want to close they the beach. Should have. The money. They should have, right? Yeah. The, the cop and the marine biologist wanted to close the beach. The uh, politicians wanted the money. Why not? One a- guy wanted a bigger boat. 
He needed yeah. a bigger boat. He needed a bigger boat. So are we going to close this beach? Is, is that Y'all what's know happen? me. We're going to start closing the beaches. Can we all agree if epidemiologists say start shutting these things down, then they should be shut down. Yeah, but they'd get pushed back. You don't think they'd get pushed back from uh, the NCAA because they want that money? Oh, sure. I'm sure the folks at South South by Southwest wanted to push back a little bit. Yeah, but that was once again led by a lot of the vendors and big companies pulling out first. But we we assume they were talking to somebody. I guess I'm going to sell a great debate by saying that I'm with LeBron. No fans, no games. Oh man, the geeks have inherited the earth. Did I do that? What a dork. Is him wanting to play with us again mean that he's turning into a geek or we're turning into cool guys? President Bill Clinton, just when we were looking for some leadership from uh, from the White House, uh, reveals on a Hulu documentary series on Hillary Clinton. Uh, obviously, uh, something produced uh, to assuage the great public demand for more information on and Hillary Clinton, uh, disclosed that one of the reasons why he had his affair with Monica Lewinsky was because it was uh, a pressure valve, pressure release. So, uh, what, what, how, how do I put this? He had anxiety. It, it relieved his anxiety, yeah. and uh, maybe it's his wanxiety uh, that's not in the, in the diagnostic book. It was his uh, Xanax. Yes, exactly. So um, he says... Uh, Nobody sits down and thinks, I think I'll take a really irresponsible risk. It's bad for my family, bad for my country, bad for the people who work with me. He says he was under extreme, enormous pressure. Uh, he was the president. Referring mainly to a zipper. Uh, you feel like you're staggering around. You've been in a 15-round prize fight that was extended to 30 rounds, and there's, here's something that'll take your mind off it for a while. <laughs> Everybody's, and that's exactly. Mind you, mind you, by the way, it was during the government shutdown, so I don't know how busy oh. he really was at that when it started, not to mention some of the other women before he was even president. I guess well, yeah, I guess anxiety is a lifetime issue. Yeah, and some of the women who said that they were attacked, so I don't know. Not so, it's, it's maybe a little it's more just nuanced. weird justification. Mr. Clinton says, everybody's life has pressures and disappointments and terrors, fears of whatever, things I did to manage my anxieties for years basically means turning a, uh, a young uh, intern into the world's most famous ashtray and, uh, <laughs> and uh, despoiled dress collector. So, uh, Bill Clinton, uh, might we suggest uh, handball next time? Anyways, for this disclosure, news we could not use, Mr. Clinton, you and your anxiety are going to be co-winners of our Geek of the Week. Yeah, don't be human. Are you cool with this? Hey, can somebody get Sean an intern? <laughs> See you again. There's an all-night party in early And you can dance together all night if you've got the time. So this week we're hitting Friday the 13th. And so we had we, we often ask you to give us suggestions, give us feedback, positive, negative, whatever we take it all. And our good friend Rena suggested pseudo echo because his eyes, which is one of their their songs, was playing in the credits to Friday the 13th a new beginning. Now uh uh Rena says that she's not one of these horror freaks, and I'm not either. 
So I did a little exploring on uh, Pseudo Echo, and you're not going to hear his eyes, but you're going to hear something else they did that was never a hit, but I think darn well should have been. Sorry for the strong language. <laughs>
So Pseudo Echo, you have heard a Pseudo Echo song before, but you just didn't know it. And it really wasn't a Pseudo Echo song, really. They did a cover in the mid-80s of Funky Town, which really? was originally in, uh, recorded by Lips and uh, was a big hit for them. But uh, Rena kind of got me in this, in this wormhole on Pseudo Echo. They are a great underappreciated band, exactly what we're looking for in Room 7609. I, I love the tempo changes. I love the pace of this. This is like a hard driving. And the best part, synthesizers, electronic drums, and if you watch the video, the greatest 80s hair ever. The, the big kind of fake Paul Young type mohawks, the big crazy uh, bib shirts. I mean, they... Nail the whole new wave 80s uh, sensibility. Fantastic. So anybody else in the band go on to other things? Because that uh, tends to be a theme with early new wave bands, is that they make other bands. and. So the, uh, the lead singer and guitar player, I think, helped produce uh, an album by a band called Chocolate Starfish, which also did not. Huh. So that's that's what he did next. Yeah. Oh, so. Okay. So no, the answer is no. Yeah. Well, they've reformed <laughs> and they are touring, so you may catch Pseudo Echo at the Skinny Tie Bar uh, of your choice. But uh, Pseudo Echo uh, brought to us kind of because of Friday the Thirteenth. So Rena, thank you very much mm. for bringing that. Sean, you, you what, what, what's thumbs up, thumbs down? I saw your. I like that tapping, actually. I did. I did. I like that. Yeah, it's um, good stuff, man. Yeah, I thought that was good. So, Pseudo Echo, thank you very much. Now, we've now gone from the UP for Room 7609 to Down Under Australia, so we're covering all the bases. Uh, we want to hear from you. We want your suggestions. We want your feedback. We want to see you next week. That's Tuesday, St. Patrick's Day, March 17th at the Cadju Cafe. Rena, thanks for writing. We've got lots of suggestions to Room 7609. You can make those suggestions at mlsoulofdetroit at gmail. Dot com. You can rate us on iTunes, any uh, podcasting service you like. We appreciate when you subscribe to the podcast so the new episodes pop right up. You can get the latest on the show by following me on Facebook at ML, no periods, Elric. On Twitter, at Elric. You can get updates, too, from mlsoulofdetroit.com, our website, where you can donate to support the show because we love sponsors, and you can be a sponsor. We're grateful for everybody who has been giving us a little change that they can spare. And, of course, if you want to buy any of our cool gear, maybe you can't make it out next Tuesday, maybe you can't wait, you can buy it at drewandmikestore.com. Please listen to the other Red Shovel Network shows. That would be No Filter Sports the No BS News Hour, and the Drew and Mike podcast. Yeah, please. You have been listening to the Red Shovel Network. Cyrus, take us out. Can you dig that? Can you dig it? Can you dig it? The greatest medical crisis of all time. We can't stop it. Begins. Try to remain calm. Many people are dying and are going to continue to die unless we find Sean Windsor. There will be panic the likes of which we have never seen. 